You're listening to the weekly podcast of City Church Orlando, located just off of 1792 at 650 Airport Boulevard in Sanford, Florida. Our website, orlandocitychurch.com. Today, Lead Pastor Eugene Smith will be talking about our freedom, the freedom that comes from Christ. God wants us to have a life full of freedom. We as Christians need to know that freedom consists of not doing what we like, but in having the right to do what we should with Christ, for Christ, and in Christ. We believe that God has given us a mandate to live a life of freedom, not as the world defines freedom, but as a freedom that can only be lived by the power of God's Spirit. As we thank God for freedom this 4th of July Sunday, let's open up our hearts to the freedom that God has given each of us as His children. Our scripture text comes from Galatians chapter 5, starting in verse 1. Today's message is entitled, Freedom Fireworks. 2,000 years ago, there was a man who walked on the face of the earth, and he lived the ultimate life of freedom. He had a follower. He had a person who at one point hated him, hated the cause of Christ, but he met Jesus on a road. And when he met Jesus, his life was changed. And he penned these words. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5, we're going to read verse number 1. Galatians chapter 5, we're going to read verse number 1. Paul the Apostle writing to a church, a church that was trying to live a God kind of life, but they were trying to do it in their own strength, in their own power. They were not living lives of freedom. They thought a relationship with God was about rules and regulations. They had not encountered the divine God and the life that is potentially available to every person on the planet by his spirit. Paul the Apostle writes these words to this church. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Let us pray. Father, we thank you this this morning that in these next few moments, your Holy Spirit is at work in our lives. Lord, to bring us to a revelation, to an understanding of the truth that you've truly come to give us freedom. Freedom, Lord, not just from political oppression or economic oppression, but you've come to give us freedom of spirit, freedom of life, and freedom for eternity. God, I pray that you will bless your people today. I ask this in your wonderful and your mighty name. Now, Lord, we take this moment and we do exactly what you told us to do, to pray for those who are in spiritual authority, to pray for those who are in authority in our land. So we pray for our president this morning. We pray for our vice president and for his cabinet and staff. We pray this morning for our congresspeople and for our senators. And Father, this morning, we pray for those who are leading this great nation. And we take this moment to remember those who have been willing to lay down their lives and pay the ultimate price the men and the women that are serving around the globe today. We pray for the young men and young women and the men and women that are still in Iraq. Lord, we pray that your hand would be with them. We pray, Lord, that you would bring them home safely and quickly. We pray for the men and the women that are serving in the nation of Afghanistan. We pray, God, that you will bring them home and that you'll bring true peace. God, we're asking right now that your grace will again be upon this nation. We pray for this great nation and we bless it. We say, God, Bless America, the land that I love, the home of the free and the home of the brave. Bless those brave men and women who are willing to give their life so that we can live free. We ask this now, Jesus, in your mighty and your wonderful name. Amen. 
Freedom has always come with the cost. There's always been a cost to freedom. For the believer in Jesus, the cost to live the free life has already been paid for. You see, you as a follower of Jesus have the potential to live a life of true freedom. My whole purpose this morning in this message is that if one person here would take one step closer to living the ultimate life in Christ, then we will accomplish what I believe the Holy Spirit wants to do here today. If you move one step closer in your understanding of what a life of true freedom in God is about, then the Holy Spirit will have done the work that he wanted to do in our lives today. You see, if we could get God's perspective this morning, his desires, I think this morning we would need to go back to the very beginning. You see, when you want to see the, the, the inception of something or the, the most perfect that something was, you look at the beginning. When City Church had the clearest vision and the clearest understanding of what our mission was at our very beginning. And then over time, when different people come and different things happen and changes, it begins to shift, and many times you can lose sight of your focus. But in the beginning, God created a perfect place for man, a place called paradise, the Garden of Eden. You see, in the very beginning of time, God had a purpose and a plan for man. I want you to hear these words in Genesis chapter 2, verse number 16, God's original intent. And the Lord God commanded the man. He didn't suggest this to the man. He didn't give this as an option to the man. The Lord God commanded the man. Listen to what he says. You are free. Everyone says you are free. You are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You must not eat. You see, in the very beginning, God gave a command to mankind, and that was to live free. They were free. They were free from sin. They were free from sickness. They were free from disease. They were free from war. They were free from lack. They were free from everything. They were living in the perfect environment. But because God created man in his image and he loved them so much, God gave them the power of choice. Everyone say choice. God gave you the power to choose. He said, you can eat of every tree in the garden but one. Isn't it interesting in your life how that when somebody tells you not to do something, immediately there's something in you that wants to do what? Wants to do it. The sign says, don't go faster than 35. And what do you want to do? You want to drive faster than 35. You walk into a, a public building and there's a sign and it says, wet paint. And what do you want to do? You just want to, just, just got to check and see. You know, you just got to touch the paint to see if it's really wet. There's something in the human nature. There's something in the human spirit that's bent or prone to make wrong choices. But God, in his infinite wisdom, and because he desired to have a creation that would worship him freely, gave you the power to choose. The power to choose. You see, God, for you, has a life of freedom. A life of grace. In that beginning, the presence of God was there. The coolness of God was there. His love was there. It was abiding. It never left them. You see, we fast forward throughout human history. And we see that man made another choice. 
The enemy of our soul, Lucifer, was able to deceive them. Satan was able to deceive them, and they made the wrong choice. And because they made that choice, all the things that we deal with, the battles, the struggles, the problems, the disease, the war, the sickness, the poverty, the lack, all these things that we experience in our life today were a result of a choice. But freedom was God's original intent. You are free to choose. You are free to choose. When I think about this concept of freedom, I think about what Jesus said. Jesus said it like this. You see, when you sit down to write a paper, when I sat down to write this message, I had to start with the end in mind. What was the purpose of this message? The purpose of my message, what I wanted to communicate to you today, is that you have the potential and the possibility and the power to live free. You have that power to live free. If you're a believer today, if you're a follower of Jesus, and if, you, if you're not there yet, but you're something in you that wants to live a truly free life, it's available for you. It's available for you. You always start with the end in mind. And so we fast forward to the very end and we see what the end is like. You see, the end is like exactly what we sang about this morning. We sang this morning, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Now, I can't sing it as good as these guys up here, but you've got the gist. And you know what the Bible says? That is exactly what is taking place at this very moment. At this very moment, right now, in the very presence, the throne room of God Almighty, that's exactly what's happening. The Bible says the whole host of heaven is bowing before the throne, the Lamb of God, and they're singing, holy, holy, holy. You see, right now, the end, the end of the thing is greater than the beginning of the thing. You see, in the beginning, they had the power to choose But once you make that choice and you enter into a life that's destined for eternity with God, the ultimate end, the ultimate end of your life is good. But you have to make that choice. You see, the enemy came to steal. The enemy came to destroy God's paradise, God's plan, God's desire for you to live totally free. This morning here at City Church on the 4th of July, we've declared this as Freedom Sunday. You see, freedom comes as we put our faith in Christ alone and we renounce the ways of evil and sin and pursue this life in excellence by the power of His Spirit. I begin to look up on the internet this week people who talked about freedom. And you, there's so many quotes on freedom because there's something in the human spirit. There's a quest. There's, there's a desire for every person on the planet to be free. Free from political oppression. Free from economic poverty and despair. Free from sickness and disease. It's the quest and the desire of the human nature. Benjamin Franklin, one of the founding fathers, I'm actually reading his book right now, the autobiography of Benjamin Franklin. Benjamin Franklin said this about freedom, that they that can give up essential freedom to obtain a little temporary safety deserve neither freedom nor safety. 
Martin Luther King said these words as he declared these from the the steps of the Abraham Lincoln Memorial in 1963. He says, when we let freedom ring, when we let it ring from every village and every hamlet, from every state and every city, we will be able to speed up that day when all of God's children, black men and white men, Jews and Gentiles, Protestants and Catholics, we will be able to join hand in hands in the words of that old Negro spiritual, free at last, free at last, thank God Almighty, we are free at last. Eleanor Roosevelt said this, at all times, day by day, we have to continue fighting for freedom of religion, freedom of speech, and freedom for want. For these are the things that must be gained in peace as well as in war. The quest for human freedom, the desire to be free, it's innate, it's inborn, it's something in you that desires it. But see, there's a challenge before you today. There's a challenge before I today. Because the freedom that we ultimately desire is not a political freedom. It's not an economic freedom. It's not a social freedom. It's a freedom of the spirit. The freedom to truly live life and to live life more abundantly. I want you to hear the words of Jesus concerning freedom. You see, Jesus The Son of God, the King of Kings, the one that we worship today, said this. On that day when he inaugurated his ministry, when Jesus gave his first public speech, his first declaration to the world of who he was, he said these words. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the good, the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted and to proclaim liberty or to proclaim freedom to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. The word liberty is the same word that we use for freedom in today's English. The, the freedom, the desire, the quest for freedom. Jesus came to bring freedom. You see, the fact is today that, that prisons, that bondages, that things that keep people bound up are not necessarily poverty. They're not necessarily economic prisons. They're not necessarily even physical prisons that people are incarcerated. The greatest prisons in your life are the, are the prisons of your mind and of your spirit. Things that keep you held captive. Things that keep you held in bondage. Things that keep you from living a totally free life. At City Church, we believe that God has given us a clear vision. A vision for every person, from the youngest to the oldest. We have a philosophy at City Church. We call it from the womb to the tomb. Everyone say, from the womb to the tomb. Come on, say it with me. From the womb to the tomb. From the womb to the tomb. God has a vision for your life. And we've stated it in a vision statement like this. It says, I am healthy. Everyone say it with me. I am healthy. I am happy. I am holy. I am humble. I'm faith-filled, I'm fun-loving, and I'm a born-again child of God. You see, that's God's vision. 
The vision of God. Now, are we there yet? No. Are we completely healthy in our bodies, souls, and spirits? No. Are we completely happy in our spirits and our attitudes and our minds? No. But we're going to get there. Are we completely holy yet? No. But we're going to get there. Are we completely humble yet? No. But we're on the journey. We're on the pathway because we've chosen to live abundant life. We've chosen the freedom that only Christ can bring. At City Church, God's given us a vision for every person that will walk through these doors to live healthy, happy, holy, humble, faith-filled, fun-loving, and become a born-again Christian. So that's God's desire today, to fill you with the Spirit, to live the life of the Spirit. And so we have a process here at City Church that we've developed. We call it the Connect Four process. Christina Williams is the one that's directing the, 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 the coordination of the membership part of this and of getting people connected into uh, the class and the groups and the service. She's our adult ministries coordinator here at City Church. And I understand that there's some people today that we're going to give a spe- special presentation to that have stepped into the journey here at City Church of living a life of freedom. So I want you to welcome this morning Christina Williams as she makes her presentation. Well, I am so excited because we just finished the class. Everybody say the class. And we have another one starting next Sunday, 10 o'clock, and there's a sign-up sheet outside. So I want you to consider joining our next class. It's eight weeks. It's an eight-week spiritual boot camp. And I am going to call the names of the 24 graduates that we have. And uh, as your name is called, if you will come over here to where Michelle and Jennifer are and get your certificate, and then uh, my husband Kip is going to help you up onto the stage. So come on up as I call your name. Alicia Green, Angela Veltman, April Mitchell. Amen. Shaley Mitchell, Bill Knox, Brooklyn Mundo, Casey Erskine. Jennifer Erskine, Dan Anderson, Levi Anderson, David Bertram, Gilda Bertram, Emily Bertram, Emily Bayan, Evan Krause, Hunter Bonar, Lindsay Collazo, Lucy Patton, Sydney Ashley, Veronica Peck, Tammy Poole, Ashley Poole, Brittany Poole, Connor Poole. Awesome. All right. Congratulations. Congratulations. God bless you guys. Come on. Awesome. Hallelujah. Awesome. Congratulations, buddy. I just want to say that for the first time. Just slide down just a little. For the first time, we have actually had multi generational families graduate. Congratulations. We have. We have April and Shaylee, and Shaylee's April's daughter. Can you guys wave? All right. Congratulations. And we have the Bertram family. Can you guys wave? All right. And we have Tammy and her three children. Isn't that awesome? Awesome. I am so excited. I am so proud of everybody, uh, of all of our graduates. And uh, these people have been through eight weeks of devotional journaling, daily Bible reading, They've done a small group project together, which was uh, one, one group uh, helped paint 
paint the kitchen for a single mom here in church. Another couple of groups took meals to the fire stations and helped out with Wednesday night uh, food. And uh, so they, they got together in small groups and did a project. They've learned how to forgive, how to tell others about Christ and how to give their own testimony in just uh, three minutes or less. What to do when troubles and trials come. Do they come in our lives? Yes. What their spiritual gifts are and uh, where to serve at City Church. So I'm just so proud of everybody. And I wanted to ask a couple people to just say something. Angela, if you don't mind me telling you, mentioning this, about halfway through, Angela said, I don't know if I'm going to, if I'm going to finish. And I said, oh, please do, please do. So tell us, tell us how you feel about the class. Wow. (laughs) The class is amazing. Um, If you really want to dive into God's word and pursue him, this is it for you. It's, um. You have to really dive deep into, into the studying. You have to get, you have homework, and you have a lot of studying to do. But it's worth it. <laughs> it's definitely worth it. I did want to quit, but um, I'm glad I didn't. He teaches us that we are more than overcomers with him. Come on, amen. And that is the truth. <laughs> stayed strong. She stayed strong to the end. And Brooklyn, I wanted to see what if you could tell some people what you thought of the, about the class. Okay, so one of my favorite quotes is that the Bible is deep enough for a scholar to drown in, but shallow enough for an infant to swim in. And this class is so true. For any stage of life as a believer, no matter how long you've known God, you can learn something from this class because you're exploring Scripture. And so... It's, it's the truth. So I've been a Christian for a long time, but it's so good to return to basics because we never move ca- past the cross as Christians. We never move past the cross. It's our reality. It's every day. And so for me, it was such a great personal revelation to get back to that. All right. Just, just one more. Tammy, I just wanted to know, what, what was it like for you to, to be in the class with your, with your three kids? Um, actually, it was a wonderful experience because I got to see them grow in Christ and come closer with the Lord, not only with my walk, but with them as well. So. That's awesome. so good. Awesome. Well, uh, Pastor is going to pray over everybody, and would you pray with us, please? And then sign up for next class. Amen. I got the mic here. Thank you. The Connect Four process at City Church is just a step towards walking closer to God. People that have taken this class, many people were been Christians for many, many years. But it's a process that we believe that the Lord has enabled us to put together to help you become more like Jesus. You become a member of our church. You understand what the vision is for where we're going as a church, and as a team, and bringing God's love to the city. You attend the class, and you learn the foundations of Christ, but you also get to meet other believers. And I think one of the groups actually painted somebody's house in the church, and one of the single moms, there's a whole group of people that came out of this class that went to uh, went to the home and painted the home. They learned how to serve. And you're also, it's the beginning of getting connected with other believers in a group. Every believer needs to have other Christians that they're connected to that they can pray with. And, I mean, it's all part of it. It's knowing God. It's loving God. But it's also learning how to love other believers. That's where true freedom comes from. And then giving our life for service. Jesus said, I did not come to be served, but to serve. And that's what we believe, where true freedom really begins in your life when you begin to get back serve other people. That's your mission. Your mission was created by God so that you would serve and be a blessing to the nations. We're going to pray for them. I want you to stretch forth your hands this way. We're going to agree that God would continue to work in their lives as they take this next step, getting connected to God's vision, God's purpose, and God's plan. Father, we thank you this morning. 
for the opportunity again, Lord, to celebrate this victory. 24 people completing the class, Lord, that are saying, yes, we want to take the next step in you. Some have been believers for a long time. Some, Lord, are just coming into the faith. And we thank you, Lord, that they're in agreement with your purpose and your plan. And God, that your spirit that brought them to this point is going to continue to lead them. And I pray divine protection over them today. I pray supernatural protection over their life, that you will keep them from the evil one. And God, that I pray that as they grow and develop in their understanding of who you are, the life of freedom will grow in a new dimension in a greater way than they've ever known. We bless them. We bless Christina. We thank you, Lord, for the team that was teaching this this last semester down there. We pray for the new class that's coming up next week. And God, we pray for those that will be involved. And we pray that you'll touch their hearts. And God, that they'll begin to grow in a new dimension, in a new way. We ask this, Jesus, in your mighty name. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Let's give them one more big hand. God bless you guys. I'm going to let you walk right up here. God bless you. The quest for freedom, to live free from the tyranny of the enemy. In the late 1700s, there was a group of men who had a quest for freedom. They were living in the Americas. Many of them had come from Europe. Many of them had come from England. But they had come here not for the freedom from religion, but the freedom of religion. This nation was founded. The quest for the founding men and families that came to this nation was a freedom to worship God in the way that they chose, the Christian God. It's a fact. It's a historical fact. And around the 1760s, the 1770s, there was a stirring in the hearts of the men. The English government, the king, had become repressive and began to tyrannize through taxation and through abuse, the colonists. And there was a great divide in the American colonies. There were many in this nation that didn't want to fight against the king because he was the ruling authority. But there was a quest, there was a drive for freedom in those men. The men that fought at the, be- at the beginning to establish this union, as imperfect as it was, they had a quest for human freedom. But there is a freedom this morning that moves beyond the freedom of the political. It's a freedom that Jesus established when he went to the cross 2,000 years ago. Jesus, when he was wrestling verbally and intellectually with religious followers of God of his, of his day, men who thought that religion and thought a relationship with God was following rules and regulation, began to talk to them about what true freedom was. And he said this, he said, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. You see, the foundation of your freedom today is faith in the power of Christ alone. Faith in the power of of Christ alone. You see, you will never truly experience true freedom in your life until you come to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, Jesus said, I tell you the truth. Everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a, now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. We live in a generation that has a concept of freedom. But for freedom in us and our culture today, it means the power to choose to do whatever we want to do. Freedom of speech. It is one of our most cherished values. But when we choose to use language of hate, when we choose to use language that's counterproductive to God's kingdom, it will make you a prisoner of broken relationships. It will make you a slave to the suffering that goes with it. 
when you choose to engage and the freedom that you have to engage in sexual activities outside of God's plan for per- a perfect plan for you in marriage. It will lead you to the pain of a broken heart of unwanted pregnancies and forced to make decisions about your life that cause great pain and suffering. You are free to do things that bring temporary pleasure to your mind and your body. But the end results so often end up in addictions and sorrows that rob you of the freedom that one so desires. You see, freedom to choose, it's a great freedom that we have in this nation. A couple of years ago, there was a very famous young man. His name is Brian Luttrell. He was part of a group called the Backstreet Boys. As a matter of fact, he still is part of the group called the Backstreet Boys. And I saw this week that he actually contracted the, what's the virus called? Swine flu. Yeah, he's got, actually got the swine flu. But a couple of years ago, he put this song on the map in the secular world. These are the words of the song. He said, in Christ alone will I glory, though I could pride myself in battles won. For I've been blessed beyond measure, and by his strength alone I've overcome. Oh, I could stop and count successes like diamond in my hands. But those trophies could not equal to the grace by which I stand. In Christ alone I place my trust and find my glory in the power of the cross. In every victory, let it be said of me, my source of strength, my source of hope is in Christ alone. It's in Christ alone that true freedom will come. It will never come from a bottle. It will never come from, a, from an, ex, an experience. It will never come from a political party. True freedom of the human soul that liberates the heart and the mind comes from having a life of the Spirit, a relationship of the Spirit with the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, the reality today is that our freedom brings a true reformation from dead works. A reformation. In the 1960s, America experienced a revolution. A revolution of free thought, of free sexual mores, of free activities. People were free to express themselves in a way that they never had. And the consequences today, the fruit that we eat 50 years later, is really interesting. The challenges that we face today, what they thought would bring freedom, ultimately brought slavery. More disease, more sickness, more poverty, more lack, more wrong thinking. You see, the human mind has a way that they think leads to freedom. But the Bible declares that there is a way that seems right to a person, but that way leads to death. You see, true freedom has always had a cost, and that cost was death. For you and I to truly live a life of freedom, it means that we have to die to something. We have to die to an old way of living. We have to die to an old way way of thinking. We have to die to an old set of values and morals. And we have to begin to understand that this revelation, this understanding of a relationship with God is that we are free to choose to worship the Lord our God and to love him with all of our soul and all of our strength. Paul the apostle, when he wrote to the church at Rome, said it like this, for when we died with Christ, we were set free. Everyone say set free. We were set free from the power of of sin. Oh, when we died with Christ, when we chose to pick up our cross and follow him and say, Jesus, I make you the Lord and the Savior of my life. At that moment, the power of sin, the power of sin was broken. 
But for many of us, the reality of that life has not yet come to be. Why? Because we haven't changed the way that we thought. We haven't saw the end. We haven't saw the one new man. We haven't saw that, that work that God did through His Son, through Jesus Christ, in our spirits by faith. You see, for the believer, the price was paid for when Jesus died to the cross. Paul the Apostle went on to say in Romans, For when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. And since we died with Christ, we know we also will share His new life. We'll share His new life. That's for you. That's for me. There's a new life, a new way of living that's available to every person. You see, unless you need a reminder today, you can look at what happens when you choose to live your own way of life. Paul the Apostle to the church of Galatia, when he's writing to them about true freedom, when there are people who had come in and said, listen, if you're going to be a worshiper of God, you have to keep the rules of Moses. You have to keep the laws of religion. And Paul came in and said, no, 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 no. It's about freedom. It's about the ability to make a choice to love God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, to live a life of the Spirit. But when you make that choice, you will now desire to obey God from your heart. You see, obedience that comes from the heart is the obedience that God desires. It's the obedience of love. You see, the rules and the regulations of man never sufficed. As a matter of fact, they always led men into greater bondage into greater sin. So this struggle that we face is the reality that we have today. Choice between good and between evil. Therefore, Paul said this to you, the believer, in Ephesians chapter 6. He said, for your struggle is not against your addiction. For your struggle is not against political philosophies and ideologies. For your struggle is not against another man or another woman or a bottle or, or your boss or some other earthly conquest. Your struggle is against principalities and powers. You don't wrestle in the flesh. You wrestle against demonic forces, dark forces of the world that are destined to destroy your life. Therefore... Put on the full armor of God so when the day comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after all you've done, everything to stand, stand firm. You see, the battle that we fight today is not the battle of armies of men and tanks and planes and laser-guided missiles guided by soldiers in bunkers thousands of miles away. No, it's a real, live, unseen battle. You see, in your spirit, in your human spirit, the moment that you come to faith in Christ, there's the power of choice in your life released to win. The, the, the power of choice to lead a life of excellence a life of victory, a life of conquest. Before you come to faith in Christ, you're powerless. Satan yanks your chain. He drags you any way that, you, any way that he desires for you to go. But the moment you choose to surrender your life to the cross and say, God, I'm going to die to myself and follow you at that very moment, the reality, the truth that you can live a free and excellent life has been made available. Paul said it like this, thanks, thanks be to God. Once you were slaves of sin, but now you've obeyed with all of your heart that new teaching that God has given you. Now, are you, now you are free from sin, your old master, and you become slaves to your new master, righteousness. When you choose right, 
when you choose to follow God and obey from the heart, right results will happen in your life. When you choose to obey God's word about money and economics, right results will happen in your life. When you choose to obey God about the kind of attitude that you're supposed to have towards your employer, when you choose to go to work, not for a man or for a paycheck, but you're going to work to bring glory to God, right results will take place in your life. When you choose to glorify God in every aspect of your life and live a right kind of life, morally, spiritually, politically, financially, sexually, whatever the issues of your life are, or the human, uh, the human life, whenever you choose to live a right life, right results always take place. It's the promise of God. God told Joshua, if you choose this day, life. If you choose to follow the words of this book and live life, I will bless you and cause you to succeed You see, but you are not on your own today. You are not on your own. You have someone who lives inside of you. And that someone is the Holy Spirit of God. Paul, the apostle to the church at Galatia, in this whole context of living a free life, he said, listen, you have life in the Spirit available to you. I have it right there in your notes. So I say, live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the deeds of the sinful nature. Live by the Spirit, for if you are led by the Spirit... You are not under the law. You see, when you live a spirit-empowered life, a spirit-surrendered life to the work of the cross, once your faith is in Christ alone and on him, you put your trust. When you choose to pick up your cross and follow Jesus, when your relationship with God becomes about a relationship with Jesus and not about politics or not about some other kind of value system, but when that becomes the premier desire of your life, Freedom becomes available truly for you. You see, that's why we can gather together in this room, which they were not able to do in the city of Sanford 50 years ago. Red man, black man, white man, yellow man, because we bought into something that Paul the Apostle said was available 2,000 years ago. You see, there was a conflict between Paul and Peter. Paul was the man of God, a man who understood the power of the cross and the power of freedom, that the gospel was available to every man. Peter being the first pope, the founder of the church, the first man to ever preach a Christian gospel message was a racist and a bigot. And the Bible says that Paul confronted him to his face. That conflict, that conflict that Paul had with Peter 2,000 years ago, the result of it is that the church today proclaims a message of freedom to the nations, that there is hope, that it's not based on race, it's not based on political affiliation, but it's based on the grace of God that unites us together to rally around the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap. Oh, there's benefits today. There's benefits of this life. There's benefits of this spirit-empowered life. I want you to hear a few of the benefits that God has said is available for you. You see, when you choose a life of freedom from hatred, when you choose to live the life of freedom, you will be free from hatred because God has poured out his love 
into your heart. When you choose the life of freedom, you are choosing to be free from discouragement because God has given you the spirit of joy. When you choose the life of freedom, you are free from fear and anxiety because God has given you peace. When you choose the life of freedom, you are choosing to live free from being easily irritated because God has given you patience. When you choose a life of freedom, you are free from being mean and vindictive because God has given you a kind heart. When you choose a life of freedom, you are choosing a life that's free from being bad because God has made you good. When you choose a life of freedom, you are choosing to be free from unbelief and instability because God has made me faithful. You see, when you choose a life of freedom, you are choosing a life to be free from harshness and overly critical because God has made you gentle of spirit. When you choose a life of freedom, you are choosing to be free from addictions and bondages because God has given you the spirit of self-control. You see this morning, it is for freedom that Christ came. And whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Thank God Almighty. I want you to know today the truth is the same as it was yesterday as it is today. And it will be forever. God has come to set the captive free. And I'm here to tell you today that you can live a free life. Not under the banner of the red, white, and blue. But you can live a free life of the Spirit under the blood-stained cross of Calvary. The cross that Jesus died on. It's for you today. I want you to know there's a message of hope and freedom for this generation. We thank God for the stripes of red, white, and blue. But I want you to know that it was the stripes that were bore upon the back of Jesus. Those 39 stripes that were bore upon his back that gave you the potential to receive the power of God to live the ultimate true free life. I want you to know today we thank God for the men and women and the soldiers that were willing to lay down their life so we can live in the greatest nation that this planet has ever known. We make no apologies to be Americans today. We make no apologies that we stand for the red, white, and blue. But I want you to know before the flag, I stand for the cross. It is the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ that will set you free. It is the power of the cross in your life that will bring deliverance and hope and freedom. You see, men Men have rules and regulations that they want you to follow. But Jesus has a way to life. It's the way to abundant life. How do I do it? How do I live this kind of life, you say? First, you must get a clear vision of what the free life is. What is the vision that God has for you? Well, at City Church, we believe that God's ultimate destiny for you is to be healthy, happy, holy, humble, faith-filled, fun-loving, born-again, child of God. Get a clear vision. Get a clear vision of the purpose that God has for your life. We must connect to God by faith and know Him through His Word. There is nothing that replaces the Word of God. If you want to know who the perfect man was, if you want to know a person who never sinned and lived victoriously over every temptation, over every test, and every trial, you got to open the book. you got to read about a man whose name was Jesus. Jesus Christu, the Messiah, Yeshua. You got to read about a man who walked in the face of the earth, who the Bible says was God himself and came in the form of man and laid down his life as a servant for all mankind. You see, you got to read about that man. You got to know that man, not just on the pages of a book, though. You got to let that man into your heart. You got to let that man into your life. You got to let that man lead you beside still waters. You got to let that man direct the course and the path that you're going to walk in this life. 
You got to let that man take you by the hand. You got to let that man, when the trumpet shouts and the great archangel begins to blow that heavenly shout and the host of angels come, you got to let that man take you right in to the portals of glory. You see, I want you to know there's a man named Jesus. He came from Galilee and he died for you to give you freedom today. You see, you can do that today. We must connect with God not only through His Word, but we must connect with other believers who are desiring to live His Word. You have to understand that you'll never survive outside of community with other believers. You'll never survive. You'll never make it. You've got to get into relationships with other believers. And ultimately, we must become like Jesus. We must serve one another in love. You see, if you're really going to live free, you've got to serve others. You've got to serve every person here has a ministry. Every person here has an anointing. Every person here has a calling. Every single person has something that God has designed for you to do. You see, we can join with those from past times who sang that old Negro spiritual. I'm free at last. I'm free at last. Thank God Almighty. I'm free at last. You can do that today. Right now in this room. Thanks for listening to this message, Freedom Fireworks, with lead pastor Eugene Smith. For service times and more information about City Church Orlando, please visit our website anytime at orlandocitychurch.com or call 407-321-9600.